You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English with stinks. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. Ha 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 Beef jerky time. Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. And Richie. And you guys are listening to the Awkward High Five Year in Review Show. That I was going to make a sounder for that. And, <laughs> and that was it. And True Awkward High Five. Pa- uh, um, what am I trying to say? True Awkward <laughs> High Five uh, tradition. Um, we waited till the last minute to do anything, and so there's no sounders. That's going to be a. That's going to be an awkward high five. New Year's resolution to not always get it raw is to is to make this more of a show. We need a producer is what we need. We, yeah. we need a third person here helping us out. Uh, we can't pay anybody. No, we can't. That's why. <laughs> that's why we will not have one. Yeah. But when we can pay somebody, I'll pay in foot rubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was uh, so? This is our first. I was saying right before the show to you that this feels like a. Uh, a pretty like we we haven't done a show in a week. Big gap, right? Yeah, and it yeah. feels like we haven't done a show in a month for some strange reason. It does, it does. But in that week, um, we've had the biggest spike in listenership for the Awkward High Five podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been it's been pretty big actually. The last show that we did was like downloaded the most out of all our shows in a week's time and all this stuff and the numbers don't really matter but basically i guess what i'm saying is thank you to everybody at home that's listening to the show and making it a a, a decent sized thing at this point we really appreciate it and using your time on your uh holiday vacation to actually listen to us yeah we were surprised that people were uh sitting around the yule log (laughs) listening to a high five right yeah i I would look every once in a while on christmas and the numbers were going up and i was like who's listening to our stupid asses (laughs) on christmas Talking, you talking about getting arrested and fucking, <laughs> I don't know, somebody sitting around the sitting around the fire with the family, like listen to these assholes. Well, we had a nice uh, awkward high five Christmas. We did. You came over yeah. to uh, to it, the Ferry family. Um, it was household. a really really good time. And uh, we ate and we drank and we and we laughed. <laughs> and I got way too stoned. And <laughs> you and my brother smoked the joint outside. Oh my and god! You couldn't handle it. No, I couldn't. 
I couldn't. I, you were actually the most quiet that I've ever seen you be. Oh, I was so stoned. <laughs> so I couldn't even drink. I was so stoned. But how did that pot roast taste? Oh, my God. Everything. The pot roast, that homemade coleslaw was amazing. Mmm. That was Potatoes, fun. Potatoes. That good beer that you got. That, that, that good beer kind of set me over the edge. After that beer, it got me, like, super drunk. Right. And then plus the pot, and I was just like... <sighs> Yeah. And all that, you know, food coma on top of that. Yeah, that was a uh, but, a bottle oh of uh, high-end Allagash, which is mm. one of my favorite beers out there. So a little plug for them, which was yeah, great. That was such a nice dinner, and it was just perfect. Well, we were glad to have you over. It's 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 cool because, nice. you know, um, it, people who've listened to, to every episode of this podcast kind of... The, the the thing that we started this for is for me and you to kind of become friends again after not being friends for a long time because of our personal things going on and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, like... For that to be taking place on the podcast is very cool, but also to have that taking place in real life is very yeah, cool too. Yeah. You know, so that was a lot of fun um, to have you there with everybody. So, but this is our our New Year's show, our what we're calling the Awkward High Five Year in Review show. Mm-hmm. So, what we're going to do for you fine people at home is we're going to we have written down I don't know what sixteen topics about that we, that, that we yeah. thought we want to talk about that we would uh, you know best of moments blah 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 all that stuff, and we're going to say them and we're going to talk about them and and wrap in the new year with what we thought of 2015 which was i'm gonna say <laughs> not much <laughs> uh 2015 for me it was uh one of the craziest years of my fucking life actually i'm gonna say it was the craziest year of my life as really far, yeah yeah totally as far as as totally like changing and going through all these different changes and you know, you always hear people say that uh, they always say like what a, there's like a cliche of like what a difference a year makes. I'm sure you've oh, heard yeah, people say yeah. that before, mm-hmm. but it's really fucking true. Oh, absolutely. You know, like like I look back at where I was a year ago today, um, you know, it t- and and what my life is now. Although it's not 100 percent on the on on the tracks yet, but it's it's very very close to being there. Towards the time where I was essentially pulling it off the tracks around that time you know yeah. and it's like and at that time you think you, you you can't help but think even if you're the most positive person in the world you can't help but think like man i don't know if i'm ever gonna get back on you know i don't know if this i can ever write this ship you know and then like a year flies by like that oh hell yeah and then all of a sudden you know and from a second person point of view it it, it, lo- it looks real i don't know how to say this but it looks really good like i you know it looks good that you're doing everything for you you know you got your job going you got the podcast and it must feel really good that you don't have a chick to have to deal with sure no you know it's kind of a terrible thing to say no 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 it's and now it's part of the you're design doing everything for you and you're you know yeah enjoying yourself well you've known me since kindergarten and since we were at a, a at an age of sexual activity i've always had a fucking chick yeah. on my side no matter what and yeah, like and i've always filled that gap and I recognized when everything was going down this time that in order to get my life in the direction that I wanted to do, I, that that I was going to take the romance part you of, have to. out of my life. Yeah, yeah. you and, have to. And that's what I did. I gave myself a year. I was like, you know, there's been hookups. There's been fun times with chicks and all that stuff. And that's great. You know, I'm, I am a guy. I have needs, you know. <laughs> but uh, but um, as far as like actually, you know, meeting somebody and starting to date them and, and doing all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that like, takes too much out of you. And I'm the type of person, I know now at 35 years old, I think I have a better grasp of who I am as a person. And who I am as a person is pretty lazy. And I don't really mean that in a bad way. Like, I'm not lazy as far as like work goes. Like, if I have something to do, I'll do it and stuff like that. But I enjoy, uh, you know, relaxing and being comfortable and stuff like that. So like, if I fall into a like a routine with a girl, 
I'll I'll just sink into that routine without even knowing it, and then I might I might it's shirk a big some emotional investment. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And so you know, so so yeah, the things that I've accomplished in this last year uh, have been great. They've been I've got out of a horrible job that I was working that that I could have just wasted my life at. Um, I got out of a bad relationship. Um, I started this podcast with you, which is the greatest thing. Um, you know, now right now I, I just actually this week started working a new job. It looks like it's going to be pretty good and get me on the right track and stuff. And 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 not to mention the the time that I've gotten to spend with my family, which was awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, from at, not living near them for almost five years, like you know, to be around uh, all this crazy stuff. So whatever, we could talk more about that at the end of the show. But sure, yeah. So um, so yeah, let's get into it. Are you right, ready? Cool. Yeah, I'm ready for the awkward high five year in review. Pew 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 pew. pew, pew. <laughs> Where's my rocket? <laughs> Verbally doing the rocket. <laughs> okay. So, category number one. Richard, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Best television show. Okay. So, the best television show you think of 2015. Go me, ahead. me first? Yeah, you're going to go first. Uh, my best TV show of 2015 definitely goes to Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, have not seen that one myself. Really? My brother was just telling me last night. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. Oh, by the way, during this, I'm just going to give us extra fake points if me and you happen to match up on one. So, okay. Um, with this one, we do not get any points. Okay. But, uh, yeah, um, and that actually has Bruce Campbell in it, right? Yeah. And they do a lot of references to the uh, old Evil Deads and the Army of Darkness. He still uses the same lingo. Right. They refer to it a lot. And they do it in that kind of, uh, I guess, it's what like what Quentin Tarantino was shooting for in Death Proof. You know, there's a lot of dun-dun-duns and a uh, lot of yeah. dun-dun-dun, you know, a lot of that stuff. Right. That, like, you know, old school horror flick kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, real, like, not cheesy, but, you know, that real, uh, it's, like, cute, you know, but it's... You know, it's still fun. It's hilarious. It's D- funny as hell. It's. Does Sam Raimi have anything to do with that? Do you know? I have no idea. Really? I have no idea. I think he might. I yeah. think he might. At least a producer or something, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's done so well. You know, that comedy horror. Yeah. You know, that it, it was in the beginning. But it's, you know, it's it's got the 2015 twist on it. Yeah. And the story's really good. And he's so funny. And, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's the best. Yeah. And the co-stars are funny. Lucy Lawless is, is in it. She's like his, you know, nemesis. You know what's weird? I still find Lucy Lawless fucking hot. Do you? Do you? Yeah. Like when she was in, she was on Parks and Rec. She was playing, um, what's his name? Uh, Ron Swanson's girlfriend for yeah, a while. Yeah. And even though she was meant to be like a middle-aged mom, I was still like, ah, Xena. Yeah. I'm still into Xena. Yeah, she's all right. Might no. be the red hair. She's blonde and ash. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, she's all right. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely my favorite show. I mean, um, the fact that it's a comedy and a horror flick together and totally mesh so well, you know, doesn't hurt. But it's just so entertaining. Yeah. I'll check it out. I mean, I'm a huge... Season finale this Saturday. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. But they're real quick. Well, no. What's good about that is now I could fucking now I could just wait and just blast through them all in one day, which is what I normally do. You could blast through them all in like three, four hours. They're so short for some reason. I think the first episode was like forty-five minutes, but they're all like twenty minutes long. Cool. All right, my best TV show of 2015 is the same best TV show of 2014, and the best movie I think of 1996, Fargo. I, look, if I could choose, if I could choose the TV show Fargo to be my best movie of the year, I would choose it. <laughs> the, the TV show Fargo was better than any movie that I saw. Does it year. have something? To, does it relate to the movie Fargo? It's just in the same universe. The last season, um, the Billy Bob season, uh, was which was amazing. It was my favorite TV show of you last year. Billy Bob Thornton was yeah, in it. Yeah, uh, that 
that had a couple direct tie-ins to the movie. This one has a couple direct tie-ins to that season, but not directly the movie. But they're all kind of in the same thing. But if you haven't seen the show, if, if, if anybody at home hasn't seen the show, it's an absolute must-watch. What channel is that on? Uh, FX. Oh, okay. It's over with now, but you could go and, yeah, you yeah. and watch it all. It's just it's, it's the best television out there. And like I said... Uh, I enjoyed that more than any movie I saw this year. So that's, that's my cool. show. Yeah. You know, and it's fucking uh, great actors, uh, you know, uh, from the top to the bottom. Even the names that you don't know are all amazing. The writing is unbelievable. The, the director just takes all these different chances. There's weird kind of surreal shit going on, but it's also like a, and like a murder story and yeah. mob families. And it's just fucking perfect. And, yeah. and the thing I love about it the most, like much like with uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, um, I'm guessing is that the Coen brothers really don't have anything to do with this. They're on it as producers, but that's probably just because they created the original movie and everything. But this director has really uh, kind of tapped into their feel and sensibility. So it still has that feel of what I consider to be the best Coen brothers movie of all time. So that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. You don't have to answer this question, Yeah. but does it follow a single crime or is it smaller crime stories by episode? Like, no, no, it, it's it's a whole story arc, so it's it follows a whole thing. Okay, but cool. each each season is different. Like like uh, season one had completely different characters for the most part, and season gotcha. two, you know, so, so yeah. it's like one of those things. But it's kind of one season will follow one investigation. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you can't really call it investigation, but a half a storyline. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's like basically what True Detective tried to do until they just until they flopped, flopped yeah. horribly with the worst. Shit, worst that should have been ever. the biggest disappointment in the Fuck year. that! Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that, that was that could have been. All right, well, we'll get to that. Man, I might change mine before that. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, I think I'll still keep mine. Okay, ready for the well, next since one? since we already brought it up, might as well. Keep... You want to say that one? <laughs> well, no, no. Since oh. we already mentioned it, we'll, we'll, that could be one <laughs> okay. common thing. Then we'll go back and use our originals. Yeah, okay. Because that's an obvious one. Okay. Next topic, best film of 2015. Richard, best film. Uh, best film. Where is it? Of Where 2015. Is it? Oh, my favorite film of this year was the comedy Get Hard. Really? Yes. Wow. I love that. It. I'm going to put that down for biggest surprise. <laughs> I loved it. I couldn't get that. You know what? I'm a, what? What is that little black guy's name? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, because it was a toss up between that one and The Wedding Ringer. <laughs> wow. You were a Kevin Hart fan. I never knew I was, but those two <laughs> movies made me laugh my ass off. I can't. I don't watch those movies until somebody tells me that I have to watch yeah. them, you know? And so, and I, and as again, my, my brother. They're all the same movie. Yeah, right. I know. But but I think again, just like Ash vs Evil Dead, my brother had mentioned that the other night too, because my brother's home from North Carolina right now. We've been hanging out. Which a lot. one? The Get Hard? The yeah, yeah. And I think he said that he liked oh, it too. So funny. If I'm gonna get a wreck from you and my brother, then I'll watch <laughs> yeah. it. You know how I am about black comedy. I just love. I know the black you do. Comedy. And I'm with you on it. So good. Um, so good. I get called out on it sometimes from some friends of mine. They they say that I'm too easy on black oh, yeah, comedians. Mark always get gives me hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like, uh, but um, and I used to. I I I loved Kevin Hart when he like first was on the scene. You know, like like uh, he Soul was, Plane. He was in that. <laughs> yeah, in, in that in the black version of Death at a Funeral. Oh that yeah, he did yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, that was good too. Yeah, you know, and I still like him, but I guess maybe he's a little overexposed, you know. Yeah. And then when you mix in Will Ferrell and that, and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, it's a little much. But it, there's some scenes in there that you just—it's laugh out loud funny, and I just love my black comedy. I get I love it. My brothers. Your uh, one of your favorite movies of all time is Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say nothing to lose with Martin Lawrence. Oh, well, nothing. Anything to Martin Lawrence, <laughs> I'll take it. You are, uh, you are, you you like the black comedy? I do, I do. Um, okay. What's yours? My best film of 2015 is a little sci-fi film called Ex Machina. 
Uh, I don't know if you've seen that or not. You told me about it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, very good. I'm a huge sci-fi fan, but the thing with sci-fi is that there's never any good sci-fi. Never. Um, this is actually a good sci-fi uh, film um, written by the same guy who wrote uh, Sunshine, which is another one of my favorite sci-fi films. And uh, it's just a small story. There's there's three basic actors throughout the whole thing, maybe four. It takes place in one place. It's very claustrophobic. It has to deal with art, uh, artificial intelligence and how far you could take okay. that. And it's a struggle between two guys. It's sci-fi at its best. Well acted. Um, uh, you know, great actors in it. And uh, yeah, that's my favorite movie for sure. You know, I always have trouble with sci-fi. And, uh, you know, recently I've been getting into it because she loves sci-fi, so I'm, like, forced to watch it. But um, two of my least favorite things, sci-fi and Tom Cruise. I was forced to watch <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, I think it was called. Edge of Tomorrow. Where there's these these. Uh, oh, that's the aliens. one where he, he, they have to keep killing him? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually enjoyed that. I don't know if... I, well, I guess that's... Uh, you see, that's the thing. People would call that sci-fi, but I don't know... Oh, it's totally You know, like, sci-fi. as soon as there's robots involved, people call it sci-fi, but that's not really... And there's aliens... But yeah, but that doesn't mean sci-fi either. You know, like like I think we discussed this before. People call Star Wars a sci-fi film. That's not a sci-fi film. That's a fantasy film at best. Yeah, fantasy. You know, you know that kind of thing. So I would call Edit Tomorrow. Okay. Sci-fi. Yeah, I don't think I actually I would watched call it. Sci-fi, but it's it's a good movie. I thought so. I was definitely. You know, if I watch a movie more than once, I consider myself entertained. I also watched a Tom Cruise movie the other night. I watched that Mission Impossible Five. It's the first Mission yeah. Impossible film I've ever I, seen. I'll never lay my hands on a Mission. Yeah, Impossible. I well, we I just watched it because there was nothing on and we were all hanging out and you know it was like put on something with some explosions and yeah. shit and i'll tell you what i i didn't hate it really you know tom cruise is really hard to get through but so uh, hard but but the storyline and all this all that stuff is pretty cool mm-hmm. you know a high five challenge find a movie that tom cruise is in that he doesn't run <laughs> runs actually in every movie i could tell you one because he probably I- runs he even runs in cocktail. No, I could tell you. But is it, does it have to be a movie uh, where he's the main character? No, any movie he's in, he uh, runs. Okay, well, Magnolia, then. He doesn't run in Magnolia. Are you sure? I'm positive. Yeah. I'm going to get that movie, and I'll find a scene where he has run. <laughs> because, because I love that fucking movie so much, and I've seen it so many times, and every time I watch it, I'm like, I can't believe I like Tom Cruise right now, <laughs> Well, know? that's how I feel about Vanilla Sky. Yeah. I love Vanilla Sky. But right. he, you know, he definitely runs. He runs in, he runs in like the first scene. Yeah, down in the middle of Times Square <laughs> yeah, where nobody's yeah. there. I love that flick. My favorite. I like him in it. Uh, Vanilla Sky, one of the best lines of all time when he's driving with, uh, with fucking Cameron Diaz. And she's like, I swallowed your cum. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Four times. <laughs> why would you put that he's in, like, a, in a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, okay. Moving on. Moving on. So that's two. Okay. Uh, let's cross them off the list. Third one, and I and I made you put this one in because, and I'll explain why afterwards. But, okay. Um, best documentary of 2015, best documentary of 2015. Yeah, mine goes to CNN. Uh, they do a documentary just titled "The 60s." Then they do another one called "The 70s." Then they do one called yeah, "The 80s." Yeah, I think I've seen some of those. Yeah, really cool. I just love you know I love the 1900s. You know, so they they really do a good job of explaining the decade, and they show you know uh, political things, fashion trends. Uh, there's a you know big big portions on music, which of course you know defines our century. Right, and it was just you know something that I found very entertaining in the documentary field. Okay, cool. I could take yeah. that. My best documentary. Now you think it would be Making a Murderer? Because That's what I, I thought you were going to say. Well, here's the thing. Uh, 
Um, it, it should be mm-hmm. because uh, I've done nothing since the last episode, so it's been seven days, and I've done nothing ex- except still scream about that fucking <laughs> show. That's all I've been. All I did. I don't blame you. Everywhere I go, I ha- I ask people if they saw it, and if they see it, I start screaming about it. It's just what <laughs> yeah. I've done for seven days straight. I'm sure everyone's sick of it, and and I love that show. But the thing is, is that show was more infuriating and heartbreaking to me than it was enjoyable. Yeah, of course. Um. So, uh, but but the reason, uh, so my best documentary is a uh, movie called Call Me Lucky that Bobcat Goldwaite directed about the comedian, um, uh, uh, God, uh, Crimmins. And um, his last name is Crimmins. Why can't I think of his first name right now? But um, Barry Crimmins, sorry. And uh, he, uh, and you know, Barry Crimmins is a real influential comedian. He basically started the Boston uh, comedian scene that we know now, which some of the greatest people came out of. uh, Really, Boston? Yeah, yeah. Most, most notably, Patrice O'Neill, probably one of the greatest comedians of all time. Boston, Boston. Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. Bill Burr. All those guys. They came out of this scene that Barry Crimmins basically just invented himself. However, the, this this uh, documentary goes into that, but it also goes into the fact that he was sexually molested multiple times when, he was, when he was a young kid. Damn. And it's about him getting over that. And now he's in his 60s. And he's about, uh, anyway, it's just an amazing movie. Bobcat Goldblatt is one of my favorite directors. Yeah, and you he, mentioned that. And he doesn't disappoint in this either. He, it's just a great film from top to bottom. And the reason that I put that... It's oh, a big leap from hot to trot. <laughs> or uh, Shakes the Clown. Yeah. Um, but, but Shakes the Clown is a great movie. I know. You're telling me that, too. But um, uh, what should we call it? Uh, call Me Lucky was... The reason that I made you put a best documentary thing in here is because otherwise Call Me Lucky would have been my favorite movie of the year. Oh, okay. So since, so since that would have been my favorite movie of the year, I figured I'll just move that to documentary. But uh, amazing. If, and I think it's on Netflix now, too, which is cool. So you don't even have to pay for it. If, if you have Netflix. Oh, Netflix has an amazing assortment of documentaries. Yeah. Go watch this immediately. Uh, if you care anything about stand-up comedy or you just want to listen to a, a pretty crazy story about a pretty crazy, intelligent dude, um, you're really going to dig this. So, uh, yeah. Call me lucky. Best documentary for me in 2015. Cool, cool. Moving on. Best yeah. comedian of 2015. Ooh. This one was hard for me. Yeah, it was tough, but I went by the guy who made me laugh the most this year, and it was very recently that I seen a clip of him doing the world's greatest Randy Macho Man Savage impression. Oh, I know, yeah. So my best comedian of 2015 goes to Dan Soder. Dan Soder. Dan yeah. Soder has been great. He's he's uh, probably one of the better New York comedians running around right now. Him and Big J Okerson have that uh, that talk show, The Bonfire, yeah. on Sirius XM, which is pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's great. I got to see Soder... Um, Last year, I believe it was, I went to a taping of My Wife Hates Me, which is Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane's podcast. And they, I hate Rich Voss. I, I love him. I love Rich Do Voss. You? Yeah, oh, he makes me sick. Oh God, come on. And <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, and but uh, they were doing it at, in the city, and Ron Bennington was hosting it, and it was like a fun time. So anyway, Dan Soder opened that up, and that was the first time I ever seen him do stand up, and it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, dude. he's great. Yeah, that Macho Man. It's on. I, it's I on point. It. Like maybe fifty times just yeah. to hear, and he does you know Macho Man ISIS, you know like yeah, right. you know talking about if Macho Man was the leader of ISIS, unbelievable. If you get a chance, you know go on YouTube, whatever, download it. It's the best Randy Savage impression you'll ever hear that anyone can ever do in their lives, no doubt about it. Dan Soder, best comedian, 
2015. All right, there it goes from the mouth of RTG mm-hmm. proclamation. Mine's a little bit bigger and more of a uh, a, a home known name is. Uh, well, I just mentioned him is Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why is because I went. I like he's I like best of every year. <laughs> well, I, right, he's one of the best comedians alive. But I also like I went through this year. Uh, I had a hard time this year. Entertainment this year for me wasn't that great. I you know, know. like know. as a matter Especially of fact, in the music world. Right, as a matter of fact, we had best song in this list, and me and you both couldn't come up with a song I that know. we listened to in 2015 that we really liked. So we next it but um i was thinking of stand-up specials that i liked and there's been a lot of disappointments like i was excited for dimitri martin's that kind of stunk i never liked him um his original his his early stuff was good yeah uh, not, i can't do the whole guitar and, and well he's jokes. more of a one he's he's more of a one-liner like a stephen wright yeah. mitch Hedberg kind of guy and they were they used to be you know and what i'm not knocking a guy it was okay uh aziz azari's uh madison square garden thing i didn't like at all which one was that because he did two this year the one at Madison Square Garden. The one with the cell phone? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it felt... There was parts of that that were hilarious, yeah. but it wasn't his best. And I like Aziz. That fell flat for me. There, I was disappointed in a lot of the stand-up this year. Um, so I put Bill Burr, even though his last special I saw in 2015, I think... I'm cheating a little bit, because I think it came out at the very end of 2014, mm-hmm. the black and white one on Netflix. But that was drop-dead fucking hilarious. And then he also... Um, just recently came out with that cartoon on Netflix called F is for Family, which I watched mm-hmm. over the holiday. And it's uh, it's fun. You know, it's not it's not going to blow you away fucking funny, but it's like, uh, if you know Bill Burr... Yeah. And well, he his, always kills no matter yeah, what he does. Yeah, his sense of humor and everything. Mm-hmm. It's a really funny show. So, so His voice, his attitude, he's always funny. I'm going to say Bill Burr is the person who made me laugh the most in 2015, so I am putting him down on that. We have not gotten one in common yet. No, no. Uh, this one we're definitely not going to because I had to I had to scrape the barrel to find this, <laughs> What's one. this one. Uh best album of two thousand fifteen, Richard. Oh geez. Yeah. I just kind of went on the internet and picked one out of a hat because <laughs> I haven't listened to a new album since the nineties. So I chose and, what? No, go ahead. I chose Dr. Dre, a Compton soundtrack. You know, I haven't listened. I, I, I was thinking about putting that because it feels really? like something that I would like, but I honestly haven't listened to that whole album. I listened to a couple tracks and they're all right. But I can't say that I know that whole album. Yeah, so I, felt I don't like know I, the whole album. But you know, as far as any album this year goes, I know better than any. any yeah, right. Know, no, I get Justin it. Justin Bieber. Or I realize anything else. I realize that the album I listened to the most this year was an album from 1998. And and but I don't also don't I consider myself somebody who tries to stay up with music. Probably not the pop music as much, but but I try to stay up with the, at least new bands coming through and the genres that I like and all that stuff and mm-hmm. like. This year it was really hard. So the the uh, the album that I picked for the best album in 2015 is the only album that I listened to a few times through and actually enjoyed, which is the new Mill and Colin album, True Oh, Brew. really? I yeah. thought you were going to say the new Lagwagon, but I think that Lagwagon came, came out 2014. I thought so. The yeah. one, the, what was it, Noose or, or something? Uh, Hang. Hang, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang was great. I that saw I saw him twice on that on that uh, on that tour, and they were really good. Um, and this is in the same vein as that because those bands, those SoCal uh, punk bands, mm-hmm. even though Mill and Collins from Sweden, yeah. but they, they're that sound. Um, you know, they they've they've just fallen off the fucking cliff. You know, yeah. the last fucking Rancid album sucked. The last No Effects album sucked. Like these were all bands that we loved when we were teenagers. Yeah, and I still kind of you know it's I went been twenty years. Yeah, right. I went to the Fat Wreck twenty five year tour this year, and it wasn't even sold out. It was like nah, kind of empty, that's and it was so like sad. yeah. And and but you know the music has suffered. You know, like I'll, yeah. I'll still I'll always give like let's take No Effects for example. 
if that band puts out a new album, I'm always going to listen to it. Of course. I might, you know, and, and until this last one, I was still a fan, you know? Yeah. I would almost like purchase the CD like I was waiting, you know, right. like 13 years old waiting for the new Green Day. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. It's just a band from when you were a kid and you yeah. still want to ca- carry on with them. The thing with Mill and Colin is they have, they had fallen off for me. Like, like the last two albums, I think, I didn't even listen to or I listened to a little bit and I was like, yeah, they weren't like I, the first couple albums that I really liked. I just put this on on a whim just to like see how they're sounding and you know in their forties or whatever. And this album is like it's pretty awesome. It's it's yeah. it's, it's 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 as good of a Melancholy album as those first couple albums. Really? Yeah. The songwriting is really good. Uh, there's not a lot of like fucking filler and shit. It's like straight ahead. Good That's punk awesome. rock album. Yeah. So. so it's right up there with Life on a Plate and all those. Albums. Oh yeah, I would put it right wow, there. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I definitely. definitely have to check that out. What is it called? Uh, True Brew. True Brew. Brew. Nice. Yes. So, Very nice. Uh, that is my recommendation for best album of the year. Moving on, okay, um, to a little bit more. Okay, I think this is the only one that we might have in common. Are you ready? Biggest celebrity death oh, of, of uh, two thousand fifteen. Well, you know, I got to go with uh, Scott Weiland on really? that. Really? Yeah. Wow. And we yeah. do not get that. In no. Common. Who no. else died? Uh, a lot of people died this year. Really? Yeah, when I was searching through it. Um, I, I didn't search. I just picked Wyland. Yeah? Yeah. Just because it was fresh in the mind? Yeah, I guess so. I do have to mention a little footnote that last night, Lemmy from Motorhead died. He did? Oh, you didn't hear that? No. Yeah, yeah. What, did he die of cancer? Yeah, he had cancer. Yeah, he, he had fighting. cancer in the face. He was seven. <laughs> no, not the Cocoa Puffs. They weren't cancer? No. He usually had those Cocoa Puffs a, when he was a kid. But I'm saying, usually that's a sign of cancer, Cocoa Puffs. Uh, look, the guy made it to 70 being a raging yeah. alcoholic and speed freak and shit. So, and three uh, packs of Marlboro Reds a day, yeah. no doubt. So, look, I love Motorhead. Lemmy's fucking, like they say in Airheads, is, is a fucking god. So, R.I.P. Oh, Lemmy. Man, but Lemmy. Uh, that's not my biggest one. Um, my biggest celebrity death of 2015, and I'm surprised that you didn't put this, is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rowdy. And here's the thing. I don't, I, I'm not a wrestling guy anymore. I haven't watched wrestling yeah, since I was like in my teens but when for some reason and wrestlers die all the time i mean you're gonna get five to ten wrestling deaths a year yeah you know but for some reason when uh and like macho man died recently and i was like ah that sucks and all that stuff but for some reason when when piper died it like felt like a piece of my childhood yeah well piper was such a cool guy it always made you laugh and stuff yeah and like and like i liked his movies like i like they live and shit you know like he was like more than just a you know, like a, a WWF guy yeah. or whatever, and yeah. and also he was one of the funniest WWF guys. Oh, so. no doubt. When he went half blackface when he fought <laughs> Bad News Brown. Yeah, right. Uh, Definitely one of the most racist moments in WWF history. I'm gonna eat a garage. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, rowdy. Yeah. So that's mine. Then, you rude. know, he's a wrestler, and what, what's gonna happen? But he, but yeah, that really uh, that really. But you know, he him. wasn't. I don't think he died from you know doing too many painkillers or you know he didn't crossface cripple his family. I think. <laughs> What did he have? A cardiac arrest? I'm going to guess. I don't know. Yeah. To be honest with you. I mean, maybe he was into roids or whatever and, you know, all that uh, abuse on your body. But I feel like he doesn't fall into the category of like a serious drug abuser like most of the wrestlers. Yeah, are. right. I'm, I'm not saying that. But it just for some reason, if you're a wrestler, you just have an early life for the most yeah. part. You know, yeah, it's, it's a curse. Happen. It's like the SNL curse, you know. So if What's the, the SNL curse? Saturday Night Live? They, yeah. all, they all die. Uh, I guess maybe most of them, like all the goodies, they they die. Soon. Yeah, right, right. You're yeah. talking about like Chris Farley and John Belushi. Yeah, and, uh, Hartman. Phil, well, Phil Harmon got shot while he was yeah, sleeping. Yeah, but really still, could, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it has to necessarily do with the drug overdose, but you know, it's just a curse. They go down. You know. All right. It sucks. All right, moving on. Yeah. Um, this show might go over a little an hour, but I don't care because it's the last show of the year. That's right. 
Uh, yeah, next one. The dumbest new slang word. This is one of your categories. Oh, yeah. Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. And believe me, I could have put a lot of different ones, but nothing, nothing makes my skin crawl like squad. I, why do you hate squad so much? I don't uh, like it. Because it, it's just... I understand the whole no grammar thing and, you know, there's no hope for it and all that stuff. But that word is just thrown in anywhere. It makes, you know, like. But it makes sense because a squad is like if you're in the army or a squadron. I know, but the way they'll they'll be like, uh, yeah, going out tonight. We're all going to the bar. Squad. (laughs) For no fucking reason. We know you're going with your squad. Do you know that there is an app called Squad now? No. That's kind of like uh, you could you could create squads and then meet (laughs) other squads and meet up with squads and it's just a squad city squad. I'm just doing this to say squad as much as possible. It's like a sim. It's like changing the name Sims to Squad. Well, no, it's a real deal app though. It's like a Tinder, but it's for squads. Oh, so, so like me and you could start an, an A high five squad, and, squad. <laughs> and then we could find somebody in the area that's got a squad at a bar, and then we could be, you we, and you could be like, you want to hook up, and then we could go hang out with their squad, and then that could become a bigger squad. And then everyone say squad. Right. I mean, believe me, originally I had Welp. You know, right? The whelp was up there. Um, I don't want to say a bunch because I might, you know, teeter into your zone. That's okay. But whelp, you know, whelp makes my skin crawl, and so does uh, what's the other one? Uh, bay. Whelp. Bay. Yeah. Oh, there's, See, there's I don't a mind. Million. I don't mind. I don't mind uh, squad, and I don't mind bay. I'm gonna say. I never this think might, of bay. This but. might be me trying to act like I'm I'm young still, and I'm hip with the with the young kids well, or whatever. You know, it's nice not to hate. But sometimes you hear, you know, I just, I hate when people, you know, someone will say squad and probably not even know when to use it correctly. If there's a correct place to use yeah, squad, right. <laughs> you know. No, I get it. I don't know. What do you got? My biggest, uh, I'm sorry, dumbest new slang word is, uh, I don't even know if it's considered a slang word, but it's an internet slang. And that's AF. Standing for as fuck. as fuck, yeah, and this is the as if it's a unit of measurement. Th- well, well, no, but that's fine because we've been saying dumb as fuck, fucking high as fuck our whole life uh, since yeah, we were yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a phrase, and so I don't mind the. Actual- I, I was more of a user of as shit. Okay, well, I've always said as fuck. You know, <laughs> yeah. like like uh, like we've said that forever. It's been around since before we were around. You know, it's not yeah. it's not something new. The reason that it bothers me is why not just put as fuck. You know, like, uh, like, what is a? I guess maybe on Twitter when you have a, a a number like a letter limit or something like that, maybe that's where <laughs> yeah. it came from. But if you're like on Facebook or something like that, and you want to write, "Yo, I'm high as fuck," just write, "I'm high as fuck." It's like when people, it's like when people write "fuck," but then they put like a like an ampersand instead of the <laughs> yeah, "u," and like you're like, "No, it's a you." You're like, you can't. You know, you could curse on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, you're not trying to get past anything, and it's not making the word any less offensive. Just write "fuck." So you just reminded me of something, and it. it I don't even think kids say it anymore because they realized how bad it was. But I want to say maybe about 10 years ago, kids used the term for being, it was as, it's the same thing as as fuck, but kids would say, man, I'm high as cheese. And no. Yes. No. Yeah, I am not making that You up. were just high as cheese and you no. heard that in your own head. I've never heard that I in my life. I swear to God, I did not make that up. They were high as cheese. All right, I'm that's, gonna, that's a skin crawler, right? I've, uh, yes, that that might be the biggest douche chill moment. Right, if this was year in review 05, it would definitely be as cheese. I've ne- I've never now in 05, I I don't I wasn't getting high very much, so I don't I don't know. But fuck you were it. getting high, but maybe not high as, as cheese. <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea. Isn't cheese supposed to be like cheddar? It's a like noun? Money? Yeah, you're getting high 
as cheese. I, I'm just going to say on the record that I think you're fucking lying. I, I think you're making this up. I think this is a big ruse that you're playing no, on. Oh, no, it's true. <laughs> Kids are getting high as cheese, baby. Now I'm now fucking on New Year's, I'm going to be like, man, I'm high as cheese. And yeah. everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? Ask are you around. You'll hear it. Okay, another RTG category coming up. What we got? Um, best. Uh, okay, so you when you text this category to me, you just text me best tits. Yeah, I changed it to best tits slash nudity okay. or nude scene because who knows? You know, whatever. I didn't catch a nude scene, but the reason that thing that made me think of that category is because at the moment I seen some great tits. <laughs> And I said, hey, why not throw her in the mix? Because those are some fabulous tits. Okay. So what are Rich Giordano's best tits slash nudity of 2015? That goes to Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Oh, yeah. Well, Amazing tits. And you might think that maybe once the support is taken away, you might get the old, you know, softball in a tube sock. Yeah. You know, thing. But I have a really strong gut feeling that those babies sit well. You've, you haven't seen the bare tits? Because they're out there. They are. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would do anything. Yeah. Do, but have you? Yeah. Do they dangle? No. They're, they're okay. They're nice tits. She's, a, she's a very attractive woman. They sit well. They don't move much when the support's taken away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yes. I'm going to, yes. yes. Oh, I got to um, find these. The thing with Kate find Upton. These puppies. The thing with Kate Upton is that she, like, uh, you could tell, and I'm not taking anything away from her, but. You leave I, her alone. I kind of, well, I kind of feel like she's, like, the same person as, um. God, I can't think of her name now. Who was that chick who was uh, a Playboy model back in the day, and then she became really fat, and she had her own reality show, and then she died young. And then she died young. Yeah, Anna Nicole. Anna Nicole. And, Anna Nicole. Yeah, I feel like really her, like she's so much better looking than Anna. But you could kind of tell by her body shape that like her thirties are probably aren't going to be that good to her. Especially, you know, well, whatever. You know, like I'm that enjoying kind of her thing. now. No, I get it. I get it. Look, I'm a sad. very attractive girl. Oh, Justin Verlander is a very lucky person. So. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not into huge tits. That's not. It's not a requirement of mine. And those things just, they just sit so well. They just sit so well. We should have done this. We 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 were not looking in the right direction. We should have done um, best Ziggy nose of Ooh, <laughs> that would have to be a little personal. Though. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, uh, my best tits slash nudity. Well, uh, so here's the thing. It's not best. I'm not going to say it's best. It was probably the most interesting okay. nudity that I've seen in 2015. And that is Kristen Wiig in the movie Welcome to Me. She gets really naked. She gets completely naked. No, she but it's not a sexual scene, you know. So it's I wouldn't not, think so. Yeah, it's it's like it's the whole movie. She's got a, like a mental illness, and the and this is like the climax scene where she's uh, she's at the height of her mental illness and, and whatever. And kind of wa- like a monster's ball nudity almost. Well, she walks through a casino uh, naked, but, oh, but she's okay. like kind of crazy. She's got like blood on her and shit. And how is it? Uh well it, uh, look I got no problems with Kristen Wiig's body but I was just I was surprised that she I never just like because I've seen Kristen Wiig in movies where I thought yeah maybe I'd like to see this yeah, chick naked no like she's she's attractive plus she's definitely the, in MacGruber but uh but it, it was weird that she chose to do that and I don't know how much say she had over it but it didn't really add anything to the movie like that like that end scene could have been many different things besides her walking full frontal bush and everything like <laughs> through a through a does st- she have a bush full bush yeah 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 and uh but um it, who knows if it's a merkin or not you know yeah but uh yeah it was it was interesting but at the same time it didn't really add anything to the movie so i was like so it like i there was like i said there's no sexual connotation to it so afterwards it kind of felt like weird like 
like if you were ever to see Gilda Radner naked or something, you know, because like yeah. I see them being very similar people, especially mm-hmm. with the Saturday Night Live link and everything. The comedy, the one of the boys yeah. effect. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I didn't want to see that. So for yeah. that case alone, that that at least is the most interesting nudity. Those little know. puppies sit well. Good, good areolas on her. She's she's a, a, a fine looking woman. Good, good. Kristen makes, Wig. I got no problems with Kristen. Thank Wig. you, Chris. That makes me feel really good. <laughs> Do you remember that one uh, bachelor party we went to where the highlight of the strippers was that one girl's areolas because they were shaped like the bikini it's like she took her bikini off and she had trapezoid shaped areolas oh and they were giant yeah, yeah and she yeah. had a southern accent and if you went up to her and asked to see her tits she'd be like you just want to make fun of my areolas <laughs> and you're like yes sir they were some big areolas yeah and they were just trapezoids <laughs> how, did, how did areolas get shaped that way i have no idea <laughs> I it's wonder weird. what she's did. That was like uh, 13 years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. All right, moving on. We have some more to do here. Okay. All right, we're going. Um, okay. 2015, most important news story. Get a little serious Ooh, on this Ooh, I don't think I knew that was a category. Really? Uh-oh. Most important news story. Yeah, I told you. Most important news story and, and uh, uh, most useless news story. Uh, useless I have. Important I do not. Okay. Okay, but I'll just use the top of my head here and say the most important news story has to be uh, maybe the Paris attacks. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about that one. Yeah. Now, you know... Just that, off the top of my head. Uh, both Paris attacks, the, the Charlie Hebbo and the one in the Eagles of Death Metal, both happened in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, which which I was thinking about putting that because that is like some serious shit. Yeah, totally. And uh, and, yeah. and both of those were heartbreaking to watch and, and you know, it, there, there's freedom of speech issues and terrorism issues and, and all the stuff that goes into yeah, that. Yeah, so. that was an important news story, I would say. Yeah, totally. My uh, important news story, and the same kind of thing, it's kind of a, an amalgamation of news stories, but I think the biggest thread of news stories this year have been all the cop shootings of innocent people. Yeah, true. And, um, and, true. The, and the reason why I think it's so important is not only are there innocent people out there being murdered by people who are supposed to take care of us or, and protect the innocent, but I also think it's a big uh, thing because more and more people are now being that might not have thought that way might <clears throat> might not be prone to to that line of thinking are now seeing this over and over and over oh, again yeah. i mean how many times in 2015 alone have we seen the same formula guy without a gun gets shot in the back guy with a uh, with a toy gun gets shot and killed yeah. uh you know um guy running away gets shot and killed uh how many videos have there been of people getting pulled over and harassed by these cops and all this stuff all the time and then every single one of them gets off none of them gets prosecuted mm-hmm. for it and all this stuff so the more and more that they show that i think more and more people are getting wise to that situation and sooner or later there's going to have to be a change in something so to me that's that's the most important story of the year and the change can either be good or bad Whatever it may be. But it's an issue that's been around for a very long time. Abuses of power, all that stuff, uh, you know, whatever it may be. It even down to cops not being trained correctly or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's I would say it's mostly an abuse of power yeah. type thing. It's something it's something that's uh, sad, but true happening all the time. And um, now, thanks to the Internet. And 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 for one reason or another, national media picking it up. It's it's something that more people are getting, you know, seeing, and and then it'll change. So I I think that's very important. I wish it wouldn't happen. I wish I never saw that on the news. But the fact that it's getting so much airplay and everything like that, I think is very important. Yeah. Are we going to move right on to useless news? We yes, we can do that. Yeah. The most useless news story of 2015, Richard. Uh, I'm going to have to say when Lamar Odom took a bunch of Viagra and sniffed a bunch of coke and died in a whorehouse. He didn't die. Or, you know, came close to death in a whorehouse, but then came back to life. Wait, how did you know he took a bunch of Vi- Viagra? Because the guy that runs the Bunny Ranch said so. 
Uh, see, I don't know much about this story. Yeah, so. well, he was just, you know, smoking a lot of crack, no, wait, sniffing L- a lot of coke. Lamar Odom is the one that was married to the bigger Kardashian yes. or the famous Kardashian? Yes, the biggest. The the Chloe. Oh, right. Because then don't they all date basketball guys? Yes. And he's the one that dated Chloe. They love the brothers. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Except the hot one. The hot <clears throat> one likes the one that's, you know, was with Scott. I don't think she messes with the brothers. Oh, okay. And she's actually the cutest one. Right. But uh, yeah, he uh, it was like this herbal Viagra that you, people would just would buy at the Bunny Ranch because you know when you're sniffing and smoking a lot of coke, yeah, it's I don't care how big and black you are, that thing isn't gonna you yeah, know, right. be at full mast. So he was doing a lot of herbal Viagra and sniffing and smoking a lot of coke, and apparently he fucking died. And they you know he came back, he was in a coma for a while and came back to life. But who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> you know anything that revolves around the Kardashians happens to make really serious news. But who gives a fuck? Yeah, I it's mean, just another family. Mon- you know, put in, put a re- put another regular family on the news just because they have money and they bang black guys. They're famous. Like it makes no sense. Well, yeah, I mean, banging black guys is what made them famous. That's for yeah, sure. exactly. And uh, uh, yeah. I'm with you, man. I've never gotten the Kardashian thing. And it's not even... not even that good looking. It's not even... Well, no. I don't find them very attractive personally. And it's not even blowback. And you know they have hairy asses. You know they (laughs) they just look like they do. But it's... Yeah. For me, with the Kardashians, it's not even a contrarian thing where I'm like, everybody likes them, so I must hate them. It's just just like, I just don't get it. You know, Uh my my ex-fiance watched that fucking show, so I've, I've seen it a bunch of times. And I just never, I just don't get it. There's the nothing one interesting. in that show that deserves to be on the show is Scott. He should have his own damn show because I find his antics funny. <laughs> <laughs> you like really his do. mischief? Yes, I really do. I did. I, I get. I, I watched an episode where he was like buying helicopters and shit, and I was like, Oh, oh the dad? No, the Scott. Oh, Scott yeah. was buying helicopters. Yeah, and they're too? like, they're all bitching at him that he can't buy a helicopter and everything. <laughs> you know what? But I mean, like, is this something that maybe that's why people like it because they're like, I want to buy a helicopter. You know? Yeah, it's fun to watch people with money spend it. Right. Know? makes you you know you can live vicariously through them but i just don't get the appeal to those girls they're just shitty girls yeah no i i think i think a lot of the nation or at least people will tell you that at least people you'll hear you know people will say that but they're also giants so there's gotta be a lot of people they're like fucking nickelback or one of those bands where like every you hear everybody say oh i can't stand that band but you're like all right but they're still in the top (laughs) 40 so somebody's fucking (laughs) listening to them all right moving on to uh, the one I Wait, would... did you say yours? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't say mine. Yeah. My useless news story... There was two that I was choosing from. But ultimately, I think the most useless news story um, is the fucking red uh, Starbucks cups. Which just Don't even dumb... know what you're talking about. Okay, this was this is recent. It was in November. Uh, Starbucks came out with their, their holiday cups. And instead, in years prior to that, uh, they had like maybe a Christmas tree or a reindeer or a snowflake or something on it. Mm-hmm. This year, they just came out with plain red cups for Christmas. And there was a public outcry. And there was a public fucking oh, outcry Lord. to the point where uh, – and this is the douchiest part of it. This could actually even fall into the douche shells, but it doesn't for me – is that some some fine Christian fellow who was thought that Starbucks was waging a war against Christmas, oh right? Oh, my God. Said, started leading this crusade to have people – you know how people in Star – apparently, I, I, I'm not a Starbucks person. Mm-hmm. And this is the only time you'll ever hear me defend Starbucks or That's any corporations terrible. for that matter. But um, 
uh, he had, you know, apparently they write your name on the cups. Yeah. And so this this crusade that this guy was trying to lead. My was, name is Merry Christmas. That is exactly it. Oh, my it. God. He wanted people to walk in and say their name is Merry Christmas so that they're forced to write Merry Christmas on the cup. Here's, oh, Lord. Here's the thing that fucking kills me about this. They're a private corporation. They could do whatever the fuck they want. Whatever they want. They don't have any obligation to support uh, Christians or Jews or anybody. They're a private organization. Their only fucking bottom line is revenue. And they probably made a decision of saying, like, this maybe it was just as simple as we don't, the graphics cost too much money. We just want to play in Red Cup this year, whatever it may be. But also, it doesn't matter because guess what? You don't get an opinion on this. Yeah. You know, like, you're getting a coffee. Stop it. Right, exactly. Stop it. The outrage over, and, and the outrage, obviously, people are going to be outraged because for the most part, when it comes to shit like this, it, people are just stupid about it. But the fact that the news for about a week was covering <laughs> this, like I would watch CNN and this would be on CNN. I'm like, it's what so the sad. fuck is going on? And usually someone would say they do that to distract you from a bigger, more, you know, important news, which I feel like they do. And yeah, maybe well, that is what they were doing. There there are false flag stuff and we that's a total conspiracy theory. Thing. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have an awkward high five conspiracy, conspiracy theory show. Yeah, because I got a lot of them. I'm a believer. Yeah, right. But um, but yeah, so that I think that was the most useless thing. It was just a waste of everything. That made me, people who got outraged over over this big fucking stupid corporation having red cups in the first place. Look, here's the thing: if you're upset that Starbucks has red cups, then go to your local fucking coffee place and buy from them because it's better for everybody anyway. Or bring your own fucking mug. Yeah, yeah. Or don't support Star Starbucks in the first place. Go somewhere else that has it's better the coffee. Same for people cheaper. that can't turn off the TV if there's something they don't want to see on the TV. Right. Instead of changing the fucking channel, you watch it and you cry about it. Right. Just stop. Just stop. So anyway, yep, that's it. That's it for me. My, I was thinking about putting the dress on there. Remember the dress? No. That dress that everyone was fighting over, whether it was blue and black oh, or God. and all that oh, stuff. Oh, God. It was gold. The only, reason, <laughs> the only reason that I don't put that on there is because I actually had a conversation like with my family about that. So I was like, <laughs> at least I kind of uh, contributed a little bit to the mass stupidity, so yeah. I can't make it fun of it. definitely wasn't black. It was like gold and lavender or some bullshit. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, we uh, well, can, a little side note is we went to a wedding um, recently. Someone had the dress. There was a woman there <laughs> wearing the here. fucking dress. I never would have noticed it, but all the women noticed it. Like all the women else. And in that person, way. I'm sure it's more clearer what the actual color is, right? And you, see I, you know, I didn't even pay attention. You know, but I, all I just remember is the girls being like, "Holy shit, she's <laughs> wearing the dress!" dress. Like That's someone hilarious. went out and bought the dress. Good. I'm glad she did. Okay, this next one is the one I'm most excited about because I just want to hear the words come out of my mouth. What we got? Uh, 2015 RTG, best athlete slash sports team. Okay, I'm going to, instead of sports team, I'm going to give it to an athlete. Yeah, that's fine. That's and, why there's a slash in between them. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely a New York Jets over New York Giants kind of guy, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it to Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, and uh, I, I don't have anything, know anything about football, so you're going to have to walk me through this. He's a receiver for the New York Giants. Okay who was suspended last game for, you know, acting a little frisky on the field, and the Giants couldn't score one touchdown. So it just leads you to believe that without him, the team is shit, you know? Oh, okay, so he was... What did he get suspended for? Was it one of those... Unsportsmanlike uh, conduct. Was it one of those, after a touchdown, he did a couple backflips and grabbed his dick? Uh, thing, he does a lot of that stuff, but I think the the problem was more of... He was button heads with a, uh, a cornerback or a safety that was covering him, and... There was a, like a, a lot of foul words exchanged and a lot of headbutting and things like that. 
That you sounds know? like football to me. Yeah, exactly. But things this year are a lot different. Right. They're you trying know, to make it all safe. and everything. Everyone's touchy, as right. usual. Right. Okay. So what was his name again? Odell Beckham Jr., right. New York Giant. And um, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know what I'm going to say. The best athlete slash sports team of 2015 are your New York Mets. Oh, you're going with the whole team? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking, um, I watch one sport, and that's baseball. And I'm a fan of one team, and that's the New York Mets. And um, being a Mets fan your whole life is, let's just say it's not an easy life. Uh, you don't get very many victories. Um, as a matter of fact, you, 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 it's normally being teased and then taken away from you really quickly, and, and it's very depressing. And this year was just amazing, uh, and for a couple of reasons. This year was uh, not only I was six years old in 1986, so I, you know, I I remember it, but I I can't sit there and say that yeah. I watched it all. You know, um, in 2000, I was uh, I was you couldn't bathe in the excitement. I was a Mets fan in 2000, but but there was more important shit going on in my life at that time. Like so so like I paid attention to it, but I didn't sit there and watch every game of that season either. Yeah. This I can honestly say that this season that um, was when they played the Yankees in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, that was right? the Subway yeah, Series, that was right? A and uh, I can honestly say that this season was uh, the most fun season of baseball I've ever watched. Nobody expected the Mets to be, to be there at the end of it. Right. Um, everyone was giving them maybe even the wild card spot. They made it all the way to the World Series. Uh, and I truly believe that if they played any other team besides Kansas City, they would have had a good shot. But nobody was beating Kansas City this year. Yeah. The other side of that is that, um, uh, as many people know, you know, in to, I had to take a big step backwards in order to take step forwards this year, uh, steps forward this year. And the biggest step f- backwards that I took was in order to, to not blow all of my savings, I came back to live with my parents for a while. And the reason that I'm a giant Mets fan is because my father's a giant Mets fan. And um, and uh, me and him go to opening uh, day every year and stuff like that. But uh, but it's been a, it, it's never have we had the opportunity to kind of sit down and watch almost 162 games with each other. So this year, that happening, plus them going to the World Series this year and having being able to experience that with him almost oh, on yeah. a nightly basis was a very special thing to me. And it just like it was kind of serendipitous that they went that far this year. I kind of it's nice if I'm going to think about it in that terms, there's some sort of kismet to it or something. Yeah. You know? So like very, very cool. I think 2016 is going to be an amazing year. It's a good time to be a Mets fan. So mm-hmm. thank you very much, 2015 New York Mets, for all the fun. Good. That was very nice. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, 2015, biggest douche chill moment. Oh, I got a goodie. Okay. When that fucking cop lip synced Taylor Swift in his car and recorded it. Oh, yeah. Holy you're right. shit. Oh, I can't. It makes me want to throw myself into a wood chipper. <laughs> I can't take it. I, anyone who can sit there and watch that, you've got fucking skin of steel because <laughs> I can't even get through two seconds of that fat bastard singing that song. Yeah, that is the that is the thing about. Um, oh man, I can't think about. It. I can't even think about it. It hurt to write it on the fucking piece of paper. <laughs> That's the that is the definition of a douche chill, man. Yes. It's when it's hard to even deal with. You just want to like dig your head into the fucking sand because you're so embarrassed for somebody. Why do we get embarrassed for other people? How is that a phenomenon? I don't understand. I, I get it so much. I get it all the time. I, I still get it's it. taking years off my life for nothing. And I get other it. Other people's dumb shit. I get it like in, uh, in fucking sitcoms and stuff where like I know that they're acting and I know that this is like written but I'll still sometimes be like, oh, don't do that. Don't say that. You know, and like fucking like do the thing with your head where you're like, oh, stop. I do it all the fucking time. I don't know why. I know some people don't feel that way. Some people are like, ah, whatever. Fuck them. But yeah, yeah. yeah I get embarrassed for people all the time. Oh, it happens a lot. Who do you got? 
my biggest deuce chill moment um, was uh, I watched I, – I don't know why because they haven't been good in, I don't know, 20 years. But I watched the Academy Awards every year, the Oscars. And if you watch the Academy Awards this year, um, you will agree that uh, John Travolta is the biggest fucking douche I chill. I hate him anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, here's the thing. He's slimy. He's wearing the bad wigs. I mean, oh, the guy, so the guy, funny. the guy owns his own planes. He can't get a good toupee. And but what he was doing this year was he was like on stage was like fucking trying to touch and kiss like the younger actresses. Oh, like he, he came up behind Scarlett Johansson and like tried to give her a kiss on the cheek, and she kind of you saw her like kind of move away. What and he was creep. doing some shit on the red carpet where he's trying to touch some chicks, and he was just being this old fucking toupee wearing creeper in front of the whole world it was on you know on whatever channel it was on i remember watching it and being joe like namath style <laughs> i rem- yeah right exactly but at I least know. joe namath was fucking a drunk he was drunk and he was yeah. being an asshole yeah. you know he was dealing with one of these women on the sidelines that have to interview you and he was kind of yeah, fucking yeah. you know like, i want to kiss you yeah right <laughs> but great. travolta was just trying to squeeze on in yeah. yeah and it was just i remember watching it and being like why is he doing this like if you were watching your own uncle do something freaky yeah you know? uncle touchy fingers so that's it for me. That's John Travolta, uh, biggest douche chill moment of 2015, Richard. We, uh, okay. We're getting down there. We have four left. And on top of douche chill moment, I'm going to have to give biggest douche of 2015 to Dan Bilzerian. Oh, that good call. Douche yeah, guy. I think we both agree that he's a douche. Yeah, such a douche. I saw a picture of him sitting down talking to Donald Trump that somebody put up the other day. Yeah, and, and makes like, sense. I think there was a gun on the table or yeah, something. Probably. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing. And like a stack of cash. Right. I'm with you on that. Uh, Such a douche. Yeah. And that's not even like, that's not even a jealousy thing because his, like his. No, nah, I'd never want to be him. Yeah. But, but people like, you know, people put that way. He's like, well, he's a millionaire. He's, he's fucking all these hot chicks and flying in his own plane and shit. And uh, I get that, but. It just, yeah, I don't get it. Everything I see, I see of his is like, it, I think we both discovered him this year because we yeah. talked about this before, right? I just right? recently found that. And I flipped this. through his Instagram one day like, what is this thing that everybody likes? And every picture I was just like, oh, God, yeah. why are you oh, doing this? It looks this? like his beard smells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, right. Disgusting. All right, good call. Yeah. B- biggest douchebag. My biggest douchebag of 2015 is Kim Davis. You know who Who's this that? is? Nah. Kim Davis is the county clerk in, conduct- in Kentucky that after the Supreme Court uh, issued this, the nationwide um, lift of same-sex marriages, so uh-huh. same-sex marriages, she was this county clerk in Kentucky who made the news by saying that she wasn't going to give out, she wasn't going to give marriage license out to fucking gay people. Do you remember the story? No, but so douchey. So she's this fucking just just over hillbilly. overweight fucking hillbilly hick, of course, who's got a fucking uh, you know a a, a bottom of the line job mm-hmm. that you know. And and here's the thing that bothers me about it. Not only does it bother me because I'm for same sex marriage and all that, but it bothers me because she made this big stink. That she wasn't going to hand out same-sex marriage license. Uh, she wasn't going to hand out marriage license to same-sex people um, when it wasn't her fucking call. Yeah. So all that needed to happen was she needed to say, "Yeah, I'm not going to hand out these licenses," and then her boss needed to say, "Okay, well, that's the main part of your job, so now you're fired." And it never would have been a news story. But since it had religion wrapped in, and 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 the same-sex marriage was so new, it became this giant news story, and I had to hear about this fucking chick all the yeah, time. Yeah. And then she's pushing the Lord on everybody, and she's getting all the... It's to the point where... Lord pusher. When the, when the Pope came to, to this country a few months ago, he had a private meeting with her. Really? Yeah. 
This chick is like a municipal worker in Kentucky, and she gets a one-on-one with the fucking Pope because she made this giant stink over something that she could have, she should have. That would be, that would be like, that would be like me saying I'm a vegan. Like that would be like me working at a diner saying I'm a vegan, so I can't, I'm not going to serve you a hamburger. I would get fired, and that's it. You would never hear about it. So the whole thing bothered the shit out of me. And the thing that bothered me the most is that um, she so she was talking about the word of God and how same-sex marriage is, you know, is should be frowned upon by God and all that stuff. When she, we found out later on, she was divorced three times and she had two kids out of wedlock. Makes sense. Which yeah. is fucking, you know, so like the whole thing was hypocritical and she was just trying mm-hmm. to make a thing. So for that, Kim Davis, you were the biggest yeah. douchebag of 2015. Yeah. Get ass cancer, Kim Davis. We hate you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So these next two are kind of, I guess they're subjective a little bit. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about them. Just the fact that they fit the category, right? Okay, so we're gonna so, say uh, biggest disappointment, 2015. The biggest disappointment for you, Richard, of 2015. I'm gonna have to say this was supposed to be the year that the Thundercats movie came out, and yet again, it doesn't come <laughs> out. And I've been waiting since 2011. So hurry up with this damn thing, Lionel. Get this thing in the movies. Is that going to be a live action film of the Thundercats? It's like it's what is it CGI like Transformer? Yeah, but there's actually going to be actors playing the Thunder Thundercats. I think so. Yeah, cartoon. No, not a cartoon. Yeah, real shit. Wow. I know you were. And it looks like real, like uh, you know, like I saw a picture of Mumra. Evil shit. Really? Yeah. So it's going to be real, like dark. I think you were a huge. Uh, Thundercats fan. Huge. I was more of a He-Man guy. You were more of a Thundercats guy. Yeah, I love Thundercats. I thought it was so cool. What was your favorite Thundercat of all time? Uh, It was a toss-up between... uh, You can't break Kit and Cat. (laughs) No, it was a toss-up between uh, Lion-O and Panthro. Yeah, Panthro. Panthro Panthro was the brother. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit, Lion-O. I gotta fix this car again. (laughs) I liked... uh, I love those wheels. I was uh, maybe because she made me feel a certain way, but uh, Shira yeah. was no, it named Shira? Shira? Uh, she like cheetah. Oh yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had nice titties. Yeah, she was nice. Yeah, nice legs. Um, she might actually have been the action figure that I tried to separate the thing <laughs> I looked into. <laughs> if I think about it. Okay, cool. Um, That's all I got to say about that. My biggest disappointment also has to do with a movie, and uh, my biggest disappointment of 2015. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree, but it was uh, the Amy Schumer film Trainwreck. Didn't see. Which I was very excited to see for a few reasons. One, I do I like Amy Schumer. I think her uh, some I know she's getting a lot of blowback now because she she blew up so big this year that a lot of people are saying that they don't like her and whatever. Of course. And her looks I, why would you ever talk about a comedian's looks? Yeah, who gives a gives fuck? A shit. Yeah. But I, I think she's a very funny comedian. I think that show on Comedy Central that she has inside Amy Schumer mm-hmm. is fucking great. They have yeah. some amazing writers. No writing. shame in her game. Right. None. They have amazing writers that work on that show. It's great. Um, and then, you know, ever since I heard that she was she wrote this movie and that Judd Apatow was directing it, I was excited to see it um, because they not only did they have decent people in it, but, uh, you know, all of Judd Apatow's films are funny, even the ones that you don't think are going to be funny. Um, and so I was like, this is a perfect matching. And what I kept hearing the whole time was that um, a bunch of New York comedians like Dan Soder, like Big J. Ogerson, Jim Norton, and some lower guys and stuff like that were going to be in this film. You know, so so what I thought was it was going to be the story, but a lot of the side characters were going to be New York comedians, you mm-hmm. know. What ended up happening was it was when I saw it was that all the New York comedians like like uh, Bobby Kelly was in it for a second, Norton was in it for a second, Dan Soder was in it for a second, but they didn't have like any sort of characters. Most of them didn't even have lines; they were just in the movie. So that was a disappointment. And then, actually, to be honest with you, the movie itself 
wasn't that great. You know, Colin Quinn was great in it. Um, and, and I think I think where it really fell down, and I know a lot of people think opposite of this, is that um, they had LeBron James as as one of the big actors in that film. Yeah. And and people like praised how he acted. And and look, for for LeBron James, I'm sure he acted great. However, I think that if they would have actually got a comedian or an actor that could have carried that part a little bit better, because a lot of his transactions is with Bill Hader and stuff like that, uh, okay. that part of the story would have been more interesting. I just thought it felt the jokes fell flat and, you know, and the, and the regular Judd Apatow style, well, let's take a thousand cuts of saying different things and then use which ones yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they didn't even really do that very well. And yeah. it, 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 look, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying my expectations for it. I went and saw it the night it came out, you know, and, and it just it just wasn't great, unfortunately. So that that's my biggest disappointment in 2015. Moving on to second to last topic, the biggest surprise ah, of 2015. Um, I have for biggest surprise, Gwen Stefani hooking up with that country singer fag guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. She, you know, Wait, which one did she hook up with? Uh, There's a lot the other, of uh, he's a, country he's singer F word guys. He's a, he's a, oh, oh, he's the um, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Yeah, we brought him yep, up right away. Yep. I didn't know that they were hooking up. Yeah, yeah. And psh, dude, keep your hands off her. <laughs> oh, I, you, you, you hold I, Stefani I, pressure. I do. I don't like this, the uh, plastic surgery she did. She looks funky, but I like that girl. Yeah. So it never bothered you that she was with fucking Gavin Glycerine. No, I have I have a respect for Gavin. Everything's Zen in your world. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like Gavin. Know. But again, it just fit the category for me. I really don't care that much. But Blake Sheldon, come on, Gwen, come on. You could have done better than that. Well, who who knows, man? Maybe it's fucking Hollywood. Yeah, they yeah. probably they probably were put together by their agents because they both have albums coming out. Right, this year, right. You know? I guess you spin enough chairs with somebody, eventually mm-hmm. they start to look good. Right. Next year, fucking Christina's going to be out, and she's going to be in one of those fucking chairs. Or yeah, something or yeah. And she'll be banging Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> um, my biggest surprise of the uh, 2015 actually isn't a positive surprise. It was. I was surprised in a negative way, and that was that um, uh, Nine Inch Nails was not put into the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of right. Fame. You were saying that, which was very weird for mm-hmm. me because, like, like I I do like Nine Inch Nails. I'm I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Um, but even if I wasn't, I feel like that's one of the bands that needs to go in first ballot. You they know? will. They will. I, they, I know they'll eventually Maybe get in there. Maybe there was a reason. And also, let Politics. me say, let me also say this. I really don't give a fuck about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either. Yeah. It's not like I have like uh, I'm passionate about either things, but it just seemed like a no brainer to me that when I read the list of people that were gonna go like th- that were nominated to go in, and they said Nine Inch Nails, I immediately was like, okay, well Nine Inch Nails is definitely in, and now yeah. who else are they gonna pick? And then when they finally threw out who they were putting in, and Nine Inch Nails wasn't on there, it was it was a shock to me because. I mean, like them or not like them, they fucking invented basically a style of fucking music, have been around for right. 25 years, you know, have whatever. So he it's, does scores for movies. Yeah, TV, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, there's some pretty genius shit going on there. Yeah. So that's all. That was a, that yeah. was a surprise. That's, that's, that is a surprise. All right. And we're about to wrap so up this uh, list. Well, we have one what more. We got? Oh, right. Our uh, favorite <laughs> awkward high five moment. Yes. Right? That's, this is the one I, that you wanted to add. Right. You forgot well, about it. I think all listeners know what my moment was, Wait. being that I couldn't keep it together on the air. Okay. Well, right? let's just let's say our last one on our list for 2015 mm-hmm. is our own personal awkward high five moment. Yes. Something that happened on this very podcast that you people have only been listening to for two months. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a lot to choose from. Right. Next year, we'll have a whole year's worth of material. To oh, choose yeah, from. yeah. 
So it made it real easy for me. You know, I couldn't keep it together on the air. I was crying. I couldn't stop laughing. It is uh, Dev's uh, newly acquired hate for Green Day when Billy Joe Armstrong <laughs> does a Pete Town. I got to say it just like it because that was the butter of it. The Pete Townsend windmill into a split as the, the pyrotechnics went off. <laughs> Holy shit, that's the funniest damn thing I've ever thought in my brain pictured in my head after someone said in my life don't i I don't hate green no i didn't mean hate i meant you know as you know the uh i mean you know as can i say now you know where the you lost the the full love for them i guess yeah right that was that was a point where i just realized i either i'm too old for this or this is has become too hokey for me and you know and all that stuff so yeah that's where they turn into a huge production my favorite awkward high five moment, and to anybody who listens to this podcast, it might be obvious as well, was you <laughs> telling the story about when you fucked that doll. I knew you were going to say because that. if you listen to that episode, what episode was that? There's few ago, only like four ago, yeah, or five ago. Um, if you listen to that episode while you're telling that story, you will just hear me literally rolling <laughs> on the ground, cackling in the background uh, because I couldn't hold it. That was that was the one I laugh a lot at you at this, uh, and there's a lot of times where I'm bending over and holding my stomach or pushing the microphone away so I don't laugh directly into it yeah it's but that that way. was the one time that i i was uncontrollably <laughs> laughing that i couldn't i couldn't collect my breath i couldn't talk i know the I, feeling I kept trying friend. to come back to say so yeah so as far as that goes but let me say you know to wrap this all up and thank you everybody for listening to our awkward high five 2015 year in review pew, pew. <laughs> um the acapella fireworks <laughs> pew pew let me just say that, like, like I started the show. Uh, this has been a, just. A, I can't. I, I, I still think I may even be kind of in shock of myself this year. Like everything's been so weird and up in the air, and, and the fact that I'm still even just breathing and surviving <laughs> it is like you know. I hear that. I feel like maybe in like five years from now, I'm gonna look back at this year and be like, "Holy shit, that was weird." It was a defining year. But I appreciate it in the way that I I, I see how far I've come, and and let me say to you, Richard, right now. That nothing is more important to anything that I set up this year than this. What we're doing right here in this me room. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It was uh, not only is it my favorite thing to do, and it's what I look forward to the most. But like I said in the past, it definitely helps me mentally, and you know, yeah. So uh, my life goals, I guess. Yeah. How? Um, it's after Christmas. It is after Christmas. I mean, maybe I didn't exactly hit my milestone, but I am doing incredibly well. Yeah, and um, I could vouch for that as somebody who sees you on a on a at least a um bi-weekly basis yeah and uh, i even spent i even the last you know handful of days i spent not in the best shape because i haven't been touching anything right but is that what I'd it was say, yeah but i'd say you know it's very few and far between which is a good sign for me because normally i wouldn't even be able to do that so right. it's happening folks good so 2016 will bring on a new rtg a much clearer, more focused, and hopefully a much more entertaining for the A High Five listeners. Well, I think you're uh, you're entertaining no matter what, but I do want you more focused and clean because that's the point of it. So yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. It's you know I came up with this idea. Um, uh, I was fucking. This is gonna sound corny as shit, but I was like lifting weights. You know what I mean? Like I, they say sometimes things just pop in your head when you're like doing uh, mundane activities. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You know. And uh, and I thought about it and and it just I, I've never had an idea 
in my life that seemed to work on so many levels, you know, like I had been doing going into the city almost like once or twice a week or even more than that and doing stand up comedy and enjoying the performance part of that, but kind of knowing that that wasn't really the route that I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. And then also I was thinking about you sometimes because I was back in town and and I knew you were around and I knew the situation you were in. And then I started thinking about, well, uh, you know, doing a podcast is something that I would love to do because I've always been a giant fan of talk radio and the format's great and everything like that. And then I started thinking, you know, well, there's no way I couldn't do it without you because me me and you gel so well after being friends for 30 years and all that stuff. And when I finally thought it, when the thought finally all came together, I was like, this, it would just, it was the clearest, if this was a movie that that would have been the light bulb going off yeah. or the, you know, uh... yeah, like that moment, you know, and, and I've, I've had very few of those in my life. You yeah, know? I hear that. So, um, and then even after that, you know, like I, I, I went and I asked you to meet me at a bar and I met you at the bar. I didn't know what shape you were going to be in. And even after you agreed to do it, I still didn't know how it was going to work out. And all those things. And if you listen to the the episodes as we progress and get better and we talk about those things, it's all, it's all evident, you know. Yeah. But um, I, it, just as, you know, where we're at right now, closing out 2015 um, with this podcast, how, how much we've grown it in the short two months that it's been around mm-hmm. um, and, and how much I'm looking forward to the year 2016. It's something that I'm really proud oh, of. Yeah. I'm glad that me and you have become friends again. Yeah, it feels That we're good. working creative with each, uh, creatively with each other again. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. That was the biggest void of my life. Right. No, I get it. I was yeah. I was doing the same thing. You know, I was writing songs and like I said, I was doing the stand up. But uh a consistent creative output for, for me and you, I think, yeah. is something we need. And and you know, and, and we're just gonna for anybody listening at home that likes the Awkward High Five podcast, um, thank you for supporting us. Uh, 2016, we are hoping is going to be a big year for us. Yeah, lots to come. Um, lots to come. We're we're going to really work hard on getting guests and making it a bigger show, more production, more this and more that. Um, so, uh, we're really looking forward to really breaking out and doing some fun stuff in 2016. So thank you to anybody who's listened to the awkward high five this year, who has told anybody about it, um, who has left a review, left a review, uh, emailed us with feedback, uh, came up to us at a bar and said that you liked all the things that have happened. They've just been very, very cool. And and we really want to grow this community and, uh, and, and make it a big thing with everybody and with us and, and have a lot of fun doing it. So. Thank you so much for that. I wanted to say real quick before we wrap up for the year, um, I wanted to say thanks first to Dave, our friend Dave, who actually yes, thank you, donated cool. a new mixer to the Awkward Hi-Fi podcast, one that will allow us to have multiple guests with the levels being mm-hmm. the way that they should be, because um, we didn't really have that going on in the last two guests that we had. So that is going to be a big thing going forward. So thank you, Dave, very much. And i also like to say thank you to Bob Ferry, my father. Who, yes, thank you, Bob. Um, we are sitting in his music studio right now and that's where we've done a majority of the episodes yeah. out of this is where my comfort level is at its best right exactly yeah. and he's been nice enough to allow us to use this when we needed to um and it's it's really helped to have this space again going forward in 2016 the hope is that we have our own we, we could go you know figure out a space for where the awkward high five can exist that'd be great. maybe even start doing some more shows so it doesn't matter there's so much stuff on the table for 2016 and we'll figure that out but for the little makeshift uh thing that we needed for the these months these final months of 2015 I'd we really, made it happen yeah i'd like to say thank you to him for letting us use it um it's really helped out a lot and again thank you for anybody at home that's listening to us um two days till twilight zone baby oh yeah you're excited about that so right? excited um yeah man so uh we will leave you with one final we die love for, yeah uh for one 
2015. And um, we'll see you next year. Yeah, there won't be a show on Friday because that's New Year's, and hopefully we'll be somewhere high as cheese. <laughs> we will be high as cheese. But uh, we will see you on the first Tuesday of the New Year. Happy Thanks. New Year. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.